Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number one of the Lowdown College Basketball Edition. We are glad you guys are joining here tonight, and man, it is like Christmas morning for any college basketball fan out there. It's March the 12th. That means the brackets have dropped. We're broadcasting here 7 p.m. Central Time here in Texas is our location, but we know you guys are all across we might be have eastern time mountain time pacific time wherever you guys are we thank you all for joining us before we kick things off we want to give a big shout out thanks to uh, the basketball podcast network for making this broadcast possible presented by DraftKings. i'm tyler mcdonough you can call me t-mac i got my co-host in here bj laudermilk we're going to have another host of ours head coach a basketball coach neville triplett he'll be joining us in later episodes um, he's out of town this week, so we'll have some more basketball insight. Big thanks to Drew Ivory as well. He's backstage running the show for us. We'll have him on, I'm sure, at some point throughout this this uh, this month of March for college Absolutely. basketball. Um, BJ, thanks for jumping in tonight. Um, before we get going, you want to kind of give everybody a little rundown of who you are. I know anybody that watches the Lowdown, listens to the Lowdown, is going to know who you are. Uh, give a little, little brief introduction to who I'm co-hosting this with right now. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler, thanks for having me for the debut episode. We're so excited that you guys wanted to hop on board. You know, Drew and I, we do the lowdown and we talk about all things basketball, but that ultimately ends up being more NBA and WNBA with just this little smidge of college mixed in every now and again. And, you know, we, we both, I, I watch a lot of college basketball. Drew doesn't get to watch as much, but he does w watch some. And so, when you guys wanted to, when you guys came to us with this idea, we're like, absolutely, yeah. If you guys are, you know, more paying attention to it than we're able to, and you guys can talk about it in a podcast that we would love to be able to do, I mean, we can still have the interaction and still be able to join in and, and hop on, especially times like this. Like you said earlier, it is almost like Christmas morning for college basketball fans. Uh, and I just, you know, for me, you know, you and I, we, we go back to, just like Drew and I do. We go back to our days at Texas A&M Commerce, working softball games together and, and working with the East Texan out there at Commerce and, and everything like that. So we've had a, a good working relationship and a good friendship now for, for a number of years. And so I'm, I'm thrilled that you uh, asked me to come on board and, and hop on here, at least for tonight's episode. And, and I'm glad that we're getting to talk about this because I'm excited. There's a lot of good, interesting matchups in store this year. Well, you can you can pick and choose, take what you want. Anybody out there watching, anybody listening in, and how much you guys want to follow our insight. I know BJ, uh, we'll, we'll we'll plug ourselves for a little bit. Drew, back back uh, back behind the scenes, uh, basketball insider. He's covered a lot of NBA, WNBA. He knows his stuff. Uh, former player himself, BJ. I know has covered basketball for a long time as well. He knows the game, and 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 I've been fortunate enough to be able to call call uh, be a play-by-play -play announcer along with BJ at the uh, at the college level so we know our stuff uh, we appreciate anybody taking our insight uh, take what you want take what you want with it uh, but we are uh, more than happy we're lucky that we get to do the things that we do we're lucky for the opportunities that we have and and uh, man college basketball is 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 right now at this day and age is my favorite sport it's my favorite sport to broadcast i don't know what you are bj if that's how you view view but i've been fortunate to be able to call games with espn i've been fortunate to do games with uh on the radio so college basketball is at all-time high right now in my opinion 
Yeah, I, I've been uh, past four years now. This will be in the fall. will be my fifth season with the same uh, high school football team. I'm about to, in fact, in just a couple of days, I'm going to begin uh, season three with the same high school baseball team that I've been broadcasting with. Uh, in fact, just a couple of weeks ago, Tyler, I, I got to fill in and do a, a playoff game between uh, DeSoto and Rockwell Heath in the 6A uh, ranks on the NFHS network. So that was that was fun. That was the first basketball action that I've actually gotten to do play-by-play or color for since I was back at Commerce when I did uh, the first couple games of the uh, Lions women's season to start the year. It was 2017, I want to say, was there was when I filled in and did a couple of games. But so that was my first basketball action. Tried not to steal too much of the show as a color analyst and, and know my place. <laughs> so uh, it is definitely different than than what I normally do as a play by play man. But got a got a lot of got a lot of uh, insight between the two of us. And, and I mean, I I'm especially excited for your insight as to how this bracket looks, because I mean, you, you've got the possibility of, of chaos and you've got the possibility of some relatively tame looks uh, upon first glance. And, and I'm really interested to see kind of where we agree and disagree. Um, you want me to throw this beautiful bracket up on screen, Tyler? Do it. There we go. So that is how it looks. We're, we're going to try to get a, a more clean, crisp look, but that is the entirety of the bracket at the moment. And uh, so that's that's how it looks. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot to dissect, is there not? Absolutely, man. 68 teams ready to get after it. Bracket just dropped at 5 p- or I guess 6 p.m. Eastern time, 5, p- mm-hmm. uh, 5 p.m. Central. So we've had it out for a couple hours and we were uh, chomping at the bit to get ready here tonight. Um, so we'll go ahead and we'll break down some of these games for you guys. Before we do that, go hit uh, the follow button at the lowdown. You can uh, follow uh, the social networks, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, whatever it may be. Follow us everywhere and of course big thanks once again to the basketball podcast network for presented by DraftKings for making this broadcast possible so bj let's get into it my, my man uh Absolutely. we've been we've been busy with high school uh calling it but now now we get the uh, chance to get into some brackets for college basketball we'll um just like we'll, we'll we'll do it like we're doing a traditional like you see on tv espn cbs however it may be we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll run through a lot of the the big games we'll go by each region uh, we'll give you some of the more well-known uh, games right here, and and we'll talk through those. Um, if there's anybody out there listening in right now that wants to chime in, um, we'll 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 go in depth on on some more of these games right here. But BJ, we'll start with the South Region. Why don't you put that thing up one more time? Let's uh, do and it. Then, and then we can we can go ahead and, and minimize it after. But we'll go top left if you're following along with us to Louisville South Region right there. Um, Alabama right there is going to kick things off. They're coming in at the number one seed. They'll be taking on the winner of the first four games. Uh, that'll be either be A&M Corpus Christi or Southeast Missouri. Um, those are a couple teams that go to our conference right now, the Southland Conference. You go ahead and minimize yeah, that right there. Absolutely. The, and, and, you know, the thing about it is, is A&M Corpus Christi is a better seed than 16. I, I don't understand the some of the seeding that – uh, we got this year, and and I'm you know I'm gonna try to hold my tongue on on some of it, but you know you watch AM Corpus Christi, you know they they took down Northwestern State, who has division you know like uh, they got a Big Twelve win this year. Lots Tyler. of success, yeah. And they they and Corpus Christi three wins against Northwestern State, so I I, I think I don't think they're going to match up well, but I think they can keep it interesting for 35 minutes. It'll be interesting too to see. Um, 
Bama picking up a big win today, claiming claiming the Southeastern Conference uh, Championship over A&M in dominant, fa uh, dominant fashion. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, the momentum Bama takes into the tournament. You know, a lot of distractions there with Brandon Miller. Um, we won't get yeah. too much into that. But, you know, Bama's got a little bit of off-the-court issues going for them right now. They seem to cruise to the, the SEC tournament with ease, so they obviously have done a good job of, of blocking out some of the distractions right there. But I agree with you right there, BJ. I think I think Bam will probably get it done. But that's a that's definitely one of those one sixteen matchups. Uh, we've only had one sixteen seed ever beat someone. That was a few years ago when UMBC was able to knock off Virginia a few years ago. So there has been a uh, there has been a team out there that's proven that they can uh, break the barrier right there. But at Southeast Missouri, they're not a they're not a bad team as well. I, it, it'll be interesting to watch that first four matchup between those two schools right there. But absolutely, and and both schools should be you know thrilled that they are going to get the opportunity to get at least an NCAA tournament when some of these other sixteen seeds that don't get to play their way into to the first round, they're you know they're they they get the conference championship, but that that may be it. Yeah, uh, we'll go down to the. Uh, to the uh, number two seed coming in in the South region. Yeah, I'll go ahead and throw that up. Appreciate that right there, BJ. The runner-up in the Pac-12 uh, uh, championship game, Arizona will be taking on the 15th seed, uh, Princeton, who was able to win the Ivy League championship today. And I'll tell you what, BJ, Arizona, a team that kind of flew under the radar a little bit this year, uh, didn't get talked, out, talked about a lot this year. They kind of Pac-12 a little bit down. Um, they were able to sneak in at 28 and six, still a pretty solid team. That is the Arizona Wildcats, but, uh, you know, they're, they just find a way year in and year out, find a way into the tournament, get themselves a big, uh, uh, a, a good seed. Uh, yeah. Arizona, Arizona is the last team from the, uh, from the PAC 12 to win a national championship. It's been a while. That's, it's been that's right. They're, they're the last team West of the, state of Texas to win a national championship in a long time, Drew or Tyler. I, I old habits. I apologize. It's going <laughs> to take some getting used to. I'll forgive Sorry. Uh, so, you know, and, and here's the interesting thing. Um, you know, Arizona, you said the runner up, I think you met regular season because they, they went in and they beat uh, UCLA last night in the Pac-12 yeah. championship game. They've got two wins over UCLA. They're, they're going to be a good team, but they're vulnerable. There's some, some teams I can see taking them out before they would make a deep run. I agree. I'm not, I'm not entirely big on Arizona. Uh, yeah. I was referring to the regular season. I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry if I said tournament. Let's say yet. Yeah. You uh, yeah, I think UCLA is, is by and far the, uh, the best team in that conference. Um, and UCLA, we'll talk about them in a little bit. I know Cam, we've got a guy in here, uh, a fine listener talking. We'll, we'll get to Utah state here in a little bit. Uh, I, I, that's a team I do really like as well. Um, I, I think Utah State's a really solid team, so we'll, we'll talk about them here in a little bit. Um, the number three team there in the South region coming in is a team that we are very familiar with, the Baylor Bears. They'll be taking on UC Santa Barbara, a 3-14 matchup. Baylor, another one of those Big 12 teams, uh, best team – or excuse me, best conference. Uh, I, think, I think it's safe to say best conference in all of basketball right now in – uh, Baylor, another fine season there under Scott Drew. I know you being a TCU guy, uh, you might have uh, not the not the strongest of feelings for Baylor, but man, Baylor, another solid team. You know, fresh off the national championship just a couple of years ago in 2021. This is still a really solid squad there in Waco. 
Absolutely. I can put aside my, my hatred for uh, in the rivalry sake to acknowledge they're a good team. They've definitely got some flaws. Obviously there's, there's no team in this bracket that doesn't have its flaws. Um, but I, I, I think that they're very capable, especially with, you know, the, the seating that they got, they, they're a team that, you know, I, I could easily see them giving Alabama a challenge if, if, if they get to the regional final against them, uh, you know, and, and maybe some of that experience of, of the postseason, not last year since they got knocked out in the second round as a one seed against uh, North Carolina, but uh, two years ago when they won it all in the, the bubble tournament that was held mm-hmm. all in the, the Indianapolis area, state of Indiana. Um, you know, I, I think that that could easily be something that, that we could see Baylor make another deep run like that again. And I'll tell you what, this is this is an interesting. If you're any betters out there, which I know we've we've got plenty of them, um, this is one of those interesting matchups right here. That you know, you start to get into the, I'd say you start to get into the 14 seeds. That's kind of where you kind of start saying, hey, this could be an upset. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it'll happen against Baylor, but you see, Santa Barbara's not not the worst of teams. They they're they're the uh, they're the bid out of the Big West right there, and they're a solid team, yeah. 27 and 7, 15 and 5 in their conference play. The only thing that concerns me a little bit, and I'd love to hear your insight, uh, net rating not that good. They come in at number 100, and they did not play a team in the top 25 all season. Um, weak strength of schedule for them as well, but this is a team that you see Santa Barbara, a team that won a lot of games right there in the Big West conference. Yeah, I, I think you're also talking about a, a Santa Barbara team that did not play UC Irvine, which is the top seed. Obviously, the beneficiaries of, of upsets in the conference tournament happened, but they got Cal State Fullerton in the in the Big West final, and they were ultimately able to outlast them. I, I think this is a, a pretty good, capable team that can keep it close for a while. But I just I don't see this one as being the the Texas Abilene Christian upset, if you will, because yeah. that's the I think that's the last time we've seen a fourteen over a three uh, here going up back to the 2021 bracket again. We move on to the uh, the number four team out of the South region, the Virginia Cavaliers, and they will match up with the 13-seeded Furman right here. And another interesting um, matchup to look at because the ACC, a little bit down this year. Tony Bennett's got his uh, team back in the squad, uh, back in the uh, back in the tournament once again. Uh, Virginia kind of stumbling a little bit down the stretch of the regular season did uh, find a little bit of success in the uh, ACC conference tournament where they eventually uh, fell to Duke in the conference championship game. But um, just like Cam said in the chat just a moment ago, this is another one of those um, matchups that you kind of, you kind of consider a little bit. This is a, a Virginia team that went 25 and seven, but they, it was a, the, the ACC a little bit weaker this year. Um uh, it was a conference that wasn't really well well respected, and uh, Virginia is one of those teams. They they like to grind. They're they're like a West Virginia kind of. They like to grind it out against you. They're, they they want to win low scoring games. That's Tony Bennett's style there. Absolutely, at University of Virginia. And this is a good Furman team. Furman uh, coming out of that Big South right there, twenty seven and seven and fifteen and three. That's another one of those um, matchups. Furman's one of the high scoring teams in the nation. And, and yeah. they've also won 14 of the last 15. So Furman is a really good team coming out of the Big South. The Paladins are, are definitely – I think it's the Southern. I don't think it's the Big South. But e- either way, it's not a, a huge deal. Paladins are, are a great team. I think this is definitely one that you want to consider. Um, you know, I, we were talking about it the other night when, when Virginia played Duke, the way that game was going. 
really got to that situation of who can be the first to crack 50. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of where you see that recipe for an upset could happen. Like uh, what happened in 2018 to Virginia, you know, this, this Furman team is a lot better than that UMBC team was. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm very tempted on this one. This is the kind of the first one that I've really considered uh, pulling the upset pick for. Uh, so that's, you know, that that's one that you're going to have to keep your eye on, at least here in the South region is, is one of the, the top four seeds out of the, the top four. It's the four seed that's the most likely to fall in round one. Here, here's a real interesting one uh, as we move on right there. That's a good point right there, BG. I think, think that I think Virginia could 100 percent be on upset alert right there. Um, we'll, we'll make note that while we are talking about this, none of this is our official picks. So if you're wanting to tell yes. us right now, this is not official. <laughs> we do have lots of insight, but but this is not this is not our official picks right here that we're going through. Uh, the fifth seed out of the South region, San Diego State, right there out of the Mountain West, will take on the 12th seeded College of Charleston right there. So mm-hmm. this is another interesting one right here because this is another. Uh, this is a really good San Diego State team who who likes to do a lot of usually a lot of time they're the one pulling upsets in the uh, in the in the in the tournament right here. But for yeah. once they uh, they come in as the as the uh, as the favorite in this one. This is a really interesting one right here though because they take on a a team from the a, a thirty win College of Charleston team right here who uh, won their conference tournament the the Colonial Athletic Conference sixteen and two. In conference play, the only thing that's really concerning, and and Charleston for most of the year was on Joe Lenardi's um, was on Joe Lenardi's uh, bubble watch. And you're sitting here going, "You got a team that's more than likely going to win 30 games, and they're on the bubble." Well, the reason you ask is because they have the uh, they played a very poor, a very strength of schedule, the 229th jewel and all of uh, division one right there their net rating was pretty good 51 so that got them well inside the top top 60 top 68 right there so they did a good job they 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 backed up they won a lot of games but man they uh they're a team right there that we don't know necessarily a lot about because they've only played one top 25 team yeah you're talking about north carolina and uh that was obviously back early in the season when north carolina was still considered uh, a team that could compete for the national championship um, and, and that's one of their three losses. They then lost to Drexel and they lost to Hofstra in conference play. But other than that, they're, um, you know, they're a team that I think is going to get a lot of upset attention. Obviously the, one of the more common, you know, lines that you look for, uh, uh, you know, when picking upsets is that five twelve. but I'm not so sure. I, I think Charleston's a good team. I think they can be competitive. I think they could win the game. But I like San Diego State's defense in this matchup. I think they've got an efficient, balanced offense that can, you know, if they can, especially on defense, force Charleston to, to take some bad looks that they normally don't, then it might might be where Cinderella's slipper does not fit. I agree right there. And, and San Diego State's, they're, they're a veteran team, um, you know, super senior uh, Matt Bradley, you know, he's he's put in a lot of points for this team. He's put a lot of miles on his body. He's not going to go down uh, easy there in, in a first-round matchup against Charleston. All right, yeah. so moving on, we're still in the South region. We appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the uh, the low-down college basketball edition. We appreciate you guys tuning in here tonight. Um, number seven, Missouri out of the SEC, 
And then we get to talk a little bit about Utah State right there. Another team. I think you I missed think. the uh, six eleven, Tyler. Oh, did I skip six? Okay, my you bad. Did. You're, right, you're right. Okay, I was getting ahead of myself. We go to just a little the, bit, just a six, six team out of the South Region, Creighton. They'll be hosting the eleven seed NC State right here. So we got the Blue Jays, and we've got the uh, we've got the Wolfpack. BJ, I'll, I'll let you take this one away. Yeah, this one I don't really like either one of these teams. Uh, like ACC, as you as you mentioned, <laughs> ACC kind of having a down year. NC State kind of you know they're coming in with a, a bad taste in their mouth because they got throttled at the hands of Clemson in the uh, ACC tournament quarterfinals. I want to say maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I think yeah. that's I think that's what it was. Um, at any rate, you know I I'm, I don't really think Creighton is a good team, but they're always a threat. I yeah. think they've got the better matchup in this one. Uh, but, you know, anytime you get one of those Big East and uh, Power Conference, it, it's kind of a, a coin flip, especially with the 6-11. I, I could easily see NC State being competitive and keeping this game close. I really don't know how to feel about this one, uh, but I lean more towards Creighton being able to pull it out. I agree, too. And if, you know, any <laughs> – any diehard Drew, Drew says Creighton always good for a first round win by less than five points. That that's, that's, that sounds about right. And, and well, Creighton's another one of those teams. We're talking about San Diego State. Creighton's a lot of the time one of those teams that is usually not always. No, I didn't just say not always, but they're sometimes usually the underdog that finds like what Drew's talking about. They're usually the underdog finding a way. Uh, Creighton's always a great yeah. first round bet if you're a betting person out there. Yeah, that you know, Greg McDermott, he's been there forever at Creighton. He's a heck of a coach. Mm-hmm. He's, he, in my opinion, he's one of the best coaches in all of Division One. He's been at Creighton for a long time. He's going to find a way. He's not going to, I would be very surprised to see see Creighton go down in the first round. You make a good point. NC State, uh, not one of the stronger ACC teams, but they were, uh, they were good enough to get into the tournament. All right. Absolutely. Now, throw it back up one more time. Yeah. Now we get into, uh, the seven ten matchup we've got, I I'll tell you what, this is another, um, th- this is a team. If, if you're betting out there, I think, I think this is a, a Missouri team who's on upset alert right now. The seven seeded Missouri, uh, against uh, 10 seed Utah state right there. Uh, I love this matchup right here. Uh, Utah state uh, played a pretty good strength of schedule this year, a team out of the mountain West 26 and eight this year, 13 and five. This is a really good Utah state team. Um, they've been good for a long time. They're a team that likes to fly under the radar. Uh, you know, they lost uh, Fardaz Amac, or no, not excuse me. He, he he was at the other Utah. They lost him, to, uh, but they lost a lot in the offseason. They were able to to regroup. Um, and we got Cam right here saying, "Take the over." I like it right there. It's <laughs> two teams that can put up points right here as well. Absolutely, but, they agree. Um, but this this right here. Uh, they they lost they lost to San Diego State. They played them well. Uh, we're talking about Utah State right here. They lost in the championship game to San Diego State, but this is a really good uh, Utah State team. They're going to the big dance for the second time in three years, um, and this team was not projected to be very good this year. Um, but Correct. they they were they were really good. They came in. Uh, they they like to. This is a team that really likes to spread the wealth around. Um, they've got five players averaging in, in, in double figures, and they've also they, they're led by Stephen Ashworth right there. So this is a really good it's a really good uh, Utah State team right here. But I don't want to take anything away from from Missouri right here. This is a good Missouri team, twenty four and nine. Um, I think the SEC maybe just a tad bit underrated. I, I I think I think the SEC is top heavy, but um, I think the SEC is a little weak at the bottom. But but I think. Um, I think Missouri is one of the better SEC teams. Didn't necessarily get the a, a great seating, but uh, like we're like we've got some guys, Cam and, and and our producer Drew back 
uh, back in the studio, if you if you may, uh, <laughs> saying saying roll with Utah State, and I can't agree more with those two guys right there. I'm going to disagree. I, I really like this Missouri team. They are going to give Utah State fits. I, I think that I I'm, I'm with you guys. I can see Utah State winning this game absolutely. They got a, just a brutal turnaround with that game against Boise State that. You know, they didn't get out of the arena on Saturday or uh, Friday night until like after midnight local time. And then they had to turn around and play the, the title game against a really good San Diego State team. Uh, I think that was like a, a four o'clock local time start uh, yeah, on Saturday. Right. And so, you know, it's just you get gassed and, and you know, it's, it's not a whole lot of time. Those conference tournaments when you when you have tired legs and, and they just could not make shots at the end of that game. But they're a very good team. They're a scary team to face. Missouri's got really good talent and, and they were one of the best teams in the SEC this year. Mm-hmm. I really I, I could see, you know, a coin this 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 game's gonna be a coin flip to me, but I'll give you a bold prediction, Tyler. Whichever team emerges from this game is going to be a very serious threat to take out Arizona in the second round. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm gonna no, put it on 100%. The, the on the record right now. Hundred percent I agree. I agree right there. And I, I, I'm a big, you know, obviously I know you and I, I'm a big uh, you know. Outside of AM Commerce, you know, we're big, big 12 guys. You, you being TCU, yeah. me be Texas Tech. But outside of the big yeah. 12, the conference that I really like to, to follow this year was the Mountain West. Um, I, I really like the, I really like the Mountain West. I think they've, they've got, they've got four really good teams. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and that's four. not even to say anything about like a New Mexico who was, who got off to a great start and then they just kind of faded as, as yeah. the season went along. They're going to be a good team to watch in the, the next couple of years as well. So we'll move on. Uh, if you want to throw it up one more time, yes. um, the last matchup in the uh, South region right now, we go to the eight, nine matchup. This is another interesting one right here. Uh, Maryland and West Virginia, Maryland, the eight seed and a uh, number nine seed West Virginia team right here. Um, another really interesting matchup right here, because this is, I, you know, call it an upset if you want, but um you know, this is we're just talking about the Big 12 right here. This is this is a I, I'm really confident right here in, in West Virginia to win this game. Um, you know, I think the Big 12, you take a lot of these lower level Big 12 teams, put them in any other conference. They're going to they're going to dominate. I think, you know, West Virginia, I think was I believe the Big 12. Did they get six or seven in? I think they got six, maybe. Well, let's see. Because Oklahoma some, State was they, the last team to not get in the tournament. Yeah, so they did not get Tech, Oklahoma, or Oklahoma State, so they got all the other seven in. They got everybody else in, yeah. So yeah. Um, 100% think uh, West Virginia. West Virginia really finished the the Big 12 strong. Uh, was still 7-11 in conference play, but I believe they were had they were stuck on three wins for a long time. Eric Stevenson yeah. is, a, is a great he, – he's the real deal. This dude can straight out ball. He uh, – averaging about 15 and a half a game. And a lot of that, he got off to a really slow start to start big 12 play. Yeah. And, and he was, you know, was really struggling. And, and the second half big 12 play, he, he, he might've been, if, 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 if we had just gone off the second half of conference play, he, he might've been first team, all big 12. He's, he's a, he's, he's the real deal. He can fly out, score the ball. Um, I, I really think West Virginia is going to take care of this one pretty easily. I, I think so too. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I like the depth of the big 12 more than the depth of the big 10. I watched mm-hmm. Maryland's game against uh, Indiana in the big 10 tournament. They didn't match up well. And I, I, th- I think West Virginia is going to give them fits. I mean, and you know, here's another thing, Tyler, you look at this West Virginia team. Uh, if they win this game, they're likely, I mean, more, more than 99% likely hood that they'll play Alabama in the second round. 
Alabama's worst loss of the year was on the road at Oklahoma by 24 points. Oklahoma was the 10th place team in the Big 12 this year. Who's to say that West Virginia cannot hang around? Bob Huggins, with all that postseason experience, mm -hmm. he can have his team absolutely ready to throw a scare into everybody's brackets that are wanting to pick Alabama to win it all. I don't know if they're going to be able to match up, but it, all it takes is Alabama having a poor shooting day for this to be kind of what we saw last year with Baylor falling in North Carolina. I, I'm not outright predicting it, but I would not be a bit surprised if West Virginia hangs around and can make a Sweet 16 run. No, a hundred percent. This, in my opinion, this is this was the most interesting matchup, uh, or excuse me, the most interesting team in the South mm -hmm. region. That's West Virginia, because I agree hundred percent that they could that they could definitely. I, I'm looking at it right now. I, I agree. I think they if they make it to the second round, I think they could beat Bama. I think I, I'm I won't hundred percent go on the record right here, but this could be a team that could make the Elite Eight as a nine seed. Um, yeah. It's one of the – you usually see this is West Virginia. They're typically one of the better um, – typically one of the better defensive teams, especially in the Big 12, but in the nation. Uh, one of Bob Huggins' down year defensively, they're, they're, they're the worst scoring defense in all the Big 12, giving up about around 70 a game. But it's, it's, it's not your typical Bob Huggins team. It's actually a really good offensive team led by Eric yeah. Stevenson. But you know Bob Huggins, once they get into March right here, he's going to have the clamps down. I wouldn't be surprised. Big 12 is a good – a good, uh, a good offensive league. Um, I, I think that Bob Huggins is going to show that he was bluffing a little bit in Big 12 play with his defense. I think they're going to get in there and, and that de they're going to amp that defense up a little bit. That, that trap game is is prime suited to make teams make mistakes in March. And I, I think I like your, your take there. If they get past Alabama, they could make it all the way to the Elite Eight. You could set up a, a Big 12 final potentially in, in the South region if, if Baylor makes a run. But you know, I mean, what are what are what are you looking at? Kind of, if you had to guess, who comes out of this this South region? It feels feels like there might be some intrigue, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to go through Bama, and that may be easier said than done. Well, Bama, I think, definitely has the best player in the in the region, and Brandon Miller. The dude is is just a freak athlete. He's a heck of a basketball mm -hmm. player. He he's been compared to Kevin Durant a lot. I mean, the guys, the yeah. guys. Uh, you know, I don't six eleven, six ten, six eleven, and he's just a freak ball handler. Um, but I'm not, man. I'm just, I'm just not big on 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 the SEC. I was talking about. I think they're top heavy, but I don't think the SEC is a better conference than the Big Twelve. Um, I'm, it, this might be a little bit of a bold prediction. I'm going to roll with Baylor. I think as as you know, coming as the number three seed. Um, Scott Drew's been there, done that. They've uh, they they reloaded. I think George is a heck of a player there for. Uh, for Baylor right there. We've got Drew in the comments right here saying Bama or, Bla Bama or Baylor. A good, uh, really, really good chance that that's the, uh, that's the regional championship right there between those two teams. But if I had to roll the team right now, I think I'd have to go with Scott Drew and Baylor. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I like what you're saying, and I definitely like Baylor to, to make it to that point. I just don't know. Like you said, you know, it could be an off day that, you know, could hurt or help. Uh, both of those teams, and and I really like both their odds to to make it to the regional final. I don't think Bama is overrated because the top half of the SEC is that much better than than the rest of the league. But I, I think that you know no no conference has been more battle tested than than the Big Twelve for sure. I just I don't buy Baylor being a championship level team this year. They've got the talent to make a run to the second weekend. I think that's where it stops. I, I think Bama can make it to the final four out of this region. All right. Well, 
we'll, we'll see. see how that goes. That concludes the south region for us right there. We'll uh, we'll keep it on the left side of the bracket, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll run through this a little bit quicker through the rest of it. I think we got a little caught up being our first show, going through every single matchup. Anything that mm -hmm. we don't deem um, necessarily legitimate, we'll kind of just give our quick thoughts and move on. But um, yeah. we move on to the number one seed in the East Region. Uh, BJ, I believe the East Region yeah is in New York, right there. Yep. Um, you've Madison got the number. No, no, uh, no surprise here. The number one seed coming in the East region, the Purdue Boilermakers, the winner of the Big Ten regular season and the Big Ten championship. That game was played today as they took uh, knocked off Penn State. How about Penn State? Hats off to them making a run. They, they um, nearly got it. They nearly got the whole darn thing. Tyler. Yeah, they think, uh, they think, had a shot at it. A travel call like last five seconds. Yeah, I think I think Penn State's a or excuse me, I think the Big Ten's a good conference as well. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I say I say this. I say this, and this, this is going to sound kind of strange, a little contradicting right here. Um, I think the Big Ten's a good conference, but I'm not 100% sold on Purdue. Does that mm -hmm. sound fair? No, I think that's absolutely fair, Tyler. Uh, I think you know you're you're relying so much because you've got the big man in the middle in yeah. Zach Eady, and that's kind of where the offense revolves. You get everybody sucked in to try to you know triple or, or double or triple him, and then you kick it out and try to find a wide open shot. What happens if those shots don't fall? That's yeah. that's the one that kind of seems the most suspect to me. I mean, you're talking this this region, Tyler. I know we're going to talk about some potential pitfalls, but. This one definitely feels like there's there's going to be a, a different seed than the one coming out of it. All right, so we move on to the number two seed in the East region. You've got Marquette at, coming in at number two, and then you've got the University of Vermont right there. I feel like this one's going to be a pretty easy one out there. Marquette out of the Big East. Um, I, think, I think Marquette's a really good team. Um, anybody down here in the state of Texas um, knows that Shaka Smart – is a heck of a coach. He's up there at Marquette yeah. right now. He's got them playing. I think Marquette's a really good team. Uh, I think the Big East is not necessarily the strongest conference, but I think Marquette is a really good team. Yeah, it's not as strong as it used to be back in the day when we were growing up and you'd mm -hmm. see Syracuse and, and UConn play like six overtime marathon thrillers back in 09, but it's still a good conference. Shaka Smart back in his element. He was the coach that took VCU on that magical Final Four run back in 2011. And he's got a team that that is primed to to make another deep run this year. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and and hats off to Vermont. The Catamounts always seem to be coming yeah. out of the America East, but yeah. I don't think they're going to match up well. Mar Marquette's one of the best offensive teams in the nation, and that's something that's uh, that, that's hard. You've got a good offensive team in March that can go a long way because offense offense doesn't always uh, travel on the road. I know these aren't technically road games, but neutral site games. This is a really mm -hmm. good offensive March. Uh, uh, a very good offensive Marquette team, uh, Cam Jones, and this is a really good three-point shooting team as well in Marquette. So if they Absolutely. can, uh, they can keep that, if they can keep that that three-ball working, Marquette's got a good chance to go a long way, I think, in the East region. Um, moving on right here, the number three seed out of the East region, the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, they will be taking on the 14th seeded. Uh, Montana State squad out of the big sky right there. This is another interesting one right here, um, BJ. Um, I think this is um, – I think it's a – you know, I love the Big 12. I really do. But uh, the big sky is a good uh, mid-major conference right here. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd roll with Kansas State. But I haven't seen what the early spread is in this game. But I could very well see Montana State 
out of the Big Sky. They're the big, they're the winners out of the Big Sky. Uh, Twenty-five and nine, fifteen and three. A really good Montana State squad right here. Um, I think this is a really good Kansas State team as well. I can't. I I, I love Jerome Tang. I think he's one of the an outstanding human Absol- being. Absolutely, he, yeah. He's a great. I I was shocked at how long he stayed at Baylor under Scott Drew, and he's already making. Um, He's already making noise in year one. Him and Keontae Johnson there at Kansas State. Yeah, and they they swept his former team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kansas State swept Baylor this year. Um, so that that should tell you the the pedigree of this Kansas State team. They're going to be a good tough out. They're they're a team that seemingly plays best when they're at home. And you know when you get to that neutral site, that's what worries me. But I don't think you've got anything to worry about in round one. I, I think you're kind of what we saw last year was another Big 12 team in Texas Tech that had, I believe it was Montana State as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, and they handled them with ease. I think that's pretty much what you're going to see this year. I, I really don't think that this is one to even remotely spend more than a, you know, a, a fraction of a second to say, no, not not that one. We'll move on uh, to the uh, 4-13 matchup in the East region. The number four team is the Tennessee Volunteers. They'll be taking on the 13-seeded uh, Louisiana raging Cajuns right here. And yeah. I'll tell you what, BJ, this is a this is a pretty good Tennessee team under Rick Barnes, who's had a lot of experience in March, but it's, it's this is not necessarily one of the better Tennessee teams that we've seen in years past. Um, a little bit of inconsistency from the volunteers. Um, and, you know, a lot of it was injuries. Uh, Tennessee, one of the most injured teams in the SEC, yeah. one of the most, uh, you know, they lost their point guard early on, Zachary Ziegler. Uh, you know, to an ACL tear, it, it, but just the other like two weeks yeah, ago or something. Yeah, like. yeah, early uh, or excuse me, late in the season. I said early. They, still, a really good defensive team under Rick Barnes. Um, I think I think Louisiana is a good team out of the Sun Belt, but I, I, I still think Tennessee should be able to handle them um, with how good their defense is. I, I'm going to disagree. I, I think you nailed it when you said inconsistency, and that's something that troubles me about having faith in this Tennessee squad. Mm-hmm. I know they've got talent. I know that they have a good defense, but I know Louisiana has, you know, the cure that ails the in terms of, you know, offense to break that defense. If Tennessee's defense plays lights out like it is capable of, they're not going to have to worry. But I wouldn't necessarily second guess this one. You talked about the the SEC, like you said, you thought it was more top heavy. I think Tennessee could be the one that out of the the SEC top half that is in the the biggest amount of trouble that's that's seated high. There there are a few SEC teams that are seated a, a little bit lower that that will have some some concerns as well. Yeah, Louisiana's got a um, got a really good score in Jordan Brown, averaging just a little bit under twenty points a game. This is uh, if 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 Tennessee's defense is not on top of their game, they let Jordan Brown get loose. And uh, I I agree, this could be a team that, like we said, that's shown some inconsistency. If that defense doesn't show up, it could be a it could be an early exit for the Volunteers. All right, so moving on right here. I love this matchup. I love it, love it, love it. Number five, mm-hmm. the fifth team uh, out of the East region, the Duke Blue Devils, and they will be taking on the 12th seeded out of the East uh, region. We've got Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts right here. And, BJ, this has upset written all over it, in my it, opinion. It, it feels like it. I mean, we're everybody remembers the 2021 run that Oral Roberts went on. They, they've still got some some pieces of that squad, but this mm-hmm. is no no easy ask. I mean, obviously with the, uh, you know, with, with Duke, they're if not one of the hottest teams in America right now. The run that they've been on, mm-hmm. they've finally got things figured out. 
I think that they're going to be able to survive a very close scare against Oral Roberts, but I'm I'm not touching this betting wise. This one <laughs> has upset written all over, like you said. I just I'm not picking it either way if I'm trusting my money on it at least. Well, I you know, and and I think this is a Duke team that's a little bit down and in, in, in years past. They a great run, and I know Drew's Drew's probably losing his mind behind the scenes right now. He's a big, <laughs> big dude guy. He loves hearing me hate on him. But, um, and, uh, you know, and this, I think this shows, shows a testament of, of how great Coach K was. Um, you know, you consider Duke going 26 and eight a down year for him. Uh, I think John Shire did have a pretty solid year in year one for the Absolutely. Dukies. Um, and they, they had a nice little run right there. Uh, that nice little run, able to win the ACC tournament. I honestly had no idea who was going to win the ACC tournament starting in. Uh, just it, it, conference, in my opinion, just wasn't that great this year. Um, but man, Duke come March, you never know what you're going to get. John Shire, um, he's been there as a player for for a while, and he's he's been under Coach K now, uh, coaching for a while, so he knows how to get it done in March. But man, I've um, Drew, don't kill me, but it, you know this is this was the first when I looked at the bracket. This was the first um, upset that I had wrong here that I said this is this is an automatic that I'm rolling with. I, I think Oral Roberts, thirty and four, um, Max Abrams, they're going to have their hands full with him, man. This dude can straight out yeah. score the ball. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when Oral Roberts made that big run, I mean, the dude was averaging almost thirty a game, a little under thirty, yeah. and then Paul Mills can flat out coach there at Oral Roberts, the team out of Tulsa. Um, I really, I really like Oral Roberts. If you're going to bet any upsets, to go with that one. 18 and 0 in Summit League play, uh, one of the few teams that won 30 games in Division One. They're a good team. Yeah, they're they're the only team that went undefeated through their conference, including mm -hmm. the conference tournament. And I will say this, Tyler, I, I know that this is going to get a lot of bets on it. I just don't know if I like it necessarily. I, I think that this is kind of one of the, you know, how they there's like fool's gold at times, Tyler, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. you think it something looks too good to be true. Trap this game. is the kind of vibe that I'm getting. I think Oral Roberts is definitely capable of making this a game. I just, I, I don't see. It. I think Duke is the best out of any of ACC team. If you're gonna look for ACC upsets, look elsewhere. That's what I'll advise. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, we've got. We move on to the six team, uh, sixth seed in the east region the kentucky wildcats they will be taking on the 11 seed providence friars this is another one i feel like smells upset a little bit uh providence had a look i think this is a providence team that's a little bit better than an 11 seed they just struggled down the stretch this was a providence team that was ranked for most of the year um they really kind of struggled down the stretch of the uh, of the the Big East regular season, and then there in the tournament didn't have any success. But this is a Kentucky team under John Calipari right there. They've got Oscar Sheetway, who, who they're going to have their their hands full. Providence going to have their hands full with him. But uh, it's a good it's a good Providence team under under head coach Ed Cooley and whatnot. So uh, we'll see. I this is one this is one that that I'd love to bet on, but I just don't know um, because yeah. I, I think Providence, you know, I think Providence can 100% pull an upset in this game, but but they're, they're a team kind of like we're talking about Tennessee a moment ago. They showed a little bit of inconsistencies, and they really shot themselves in the foot down the stretch, becoming an 11 seed. This was a team that was probably in a prime uh, position to probably be a 7 or 8 seed, and, and now they're stuck being an 11 seed. You, you smell upset, I smell fooey, and Drew's right. Kentucky does need this win after going and, and watching the Peacocks fly through <laughs> to the to the Elite Eight. 
Um, I, I, I don't see this. I, I don't think Providence really has an answer for Sheboy. You know, I, I'm not I'm many scared to, uh, yeah, there's not many teams that, that could have this, you know, uh, I, I, I think what you're, you know, in, if you're Kentucky, you know, you've got to be able to, to figure out what has been the, the struggle, which is the perimeter shooting Austin Reeves and, and whatnot. I, I think that they're a better team. And I think that, you know, if, if I were you, you know, I'd avoid putting them on a deep run. But I think they'll at least be able to survive and advance out of the first round. I'm not as bought into Providence as you are. I think that their struggles are more representative of who they are as opposed to who they were back at the early on in the season. So I, I think Kentucky's going to be all right. I, I wouldn't say that they're going to coast to a victory, but I, I think they'll be able to to get one done here. All righty. All righty. We'll uh... – We'll keep an eye on that one. That's more one of the interesting ones, uh, mm-hmm. or excuse me, this next one going to be one of the interesting ones coming up. The seventh seeded Michigan State Spartans will be taking on the tenth seeded USC Trojans right here, and this is a this is a another weird one right here because Michigan State, uh, you know, really strong second half of the season to get in. They were struggling to start the year, um, nineteen and twelve on the year. They're in the Big Ten. Um, Tom Izzo, I mean, another one of those guys, you know, Tom Izzo is going to always have his team ready to play come March. Um, Absolutely. I feel like this is a, a USC team, though, that's probably feeling like they're they're a little bit disrespected being a 10 seed. Um, I think part of the reason they are a 10 seed is because of the conference. They're in the Pac-12, really yeah. outside of UCLA and Arizona, not very good. Uh, but USC, a team that kind of said, hey, we've got a little bit to say for ourselves. We're the third best team there in, a, in, a, in the Pac-12. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know right here. You know, we got Boogie Ellis for, for USC. He's a good scorer of the basketball. He, he, he's a little bit under 20 right there a game. Um, I think this is a solid USC team. So this is a toss-up right here. I really don't know how this one could lead. I, I give the edge to Izzo in March. I, I really don't feel as good about USC. I think, like you said, you know, it's it. This was, this was a year that the pack and the ACC really could have been. You know, a couple teams could have been left out, and I don't think we would have been too upset. I, I think yeah. there could have been some other, you know, like teams like Rutgers or uh, Oklahoma State that got in, as opposed to some of the teams that we did see. I don't know if I'd say MSU blows out the Trojans like Cam thinks, but. I think Michigan State is is probably the the better team, and I, I think I like their chances just a smidge better as the seven over the ten. All right, all right, I like it, I like it. So we'll move on to the last matchup in the East region. You've got today's winner right here. How about this right here in the American? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the uh, Memphis Tigers pulling an upset on what I thought, in my personal opinion, was the best team. Uh, very well. I, I did they give Alabama the number one? I think they gave the Bama number the one over, overall seed, yeah, actual number one. I think, mm-hmm. he, in my opinion, um, I will say this on the record I'm gonna pick Houston to win it all. Um, I think Houston Ooh. had a bad day, might have gotten a little bit run down today, but how about the Memphis Tigers right there winning the American tournament right there? Come in as the number eight team in the East region, they will take on a very good FAU team right here. This is yeah. an interesting one right here, a Florida Atlantic team that won a lot of ball games this year. Um, coming out of the uh, Conference USA right there. Another 30-win team was uh, was Florida Atlantic right there. Yeah, this is this is a good t- FAU team. Uh, this may be the highest seed that FAU has had uh, or highest seed that any Conference USA team has had since Calipari was back at Memphis back mm-hmm. in the day. This is kind of, you know, the, the old-school Conference USA versus the new-school Conference USA, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I just – 
I like FAU as as a team. I, I like the story. I don't like them in this matchup. I really think Memphis is 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 going to be too much to handle. I really like Penny Hardaway's guys mm-hmm. to to come away with this victory. That you remember they nearly got them at home just last week. It was a buzzer beater upset or buzzer beating shot that Houston survived yeah. Memphis uh, on the road last week. And then Memphis was like, well, you know what? We're just going to take it out on you in, in Fort Worth where it matters most and just yep. laid the smack down on them. So I, I really like this Memphis team. I, I, I like FAU story. I can easily see, you know, both, both teams being able to win this game. I just think I like Memphis just a smidge more. I, I agree there. I think, I think Memphis is playing hot right now. Penny Hardaway. This was a Memphis team that started off, uh, American play a little slow, uh, really picked it up the second half and ended up getting 13 and five or going 13 and five in the regular season, able to uh, run the table there in the conference tournament. Yeah, Memphis team that I think is playing uh, good basketball at the right time. So I agree with you right there. Absolutely. Um, what, do, what do we think out of the East, Tyler? Oh, like wow, man. Um, a lot of, lot of potential pitfalls for the number one team in this, this is region. A, this is a tough one right here, man. Um, an early pick for me. Gosh, um, just a, just an early pick for me, man. I, I'd have to roll a shock of smart down there at the bottom. Um, yeah. Either I I'm just not sold on Purdue, man. I, I think it I think yeah. it'll come down to to a bit. I think it'll either come down to to Marquette or, or Jerome Tang in Kansas State. Yeah, I think you could easily see the winner of Marquette Kansas State in the Sweet 16 win this region. I, I like if if it's not Memphis that takes out Purdue in the second round, which is a, a, a ballsy claim, I know, but that's something that's entirely possible. I think Duke's going to get them if they're able to survive Oral Roberts. Um, you know, Cam Cam agrees he likes Duke out of the East, <laughs> but I, I the more I think about it, it it's it's Duke or Marquette. I feel like are the best teams that we could see come out of this this East region. All right, BJ, that's uh, we're halfway down, man. Um, I'll let you go ahead and take over uh, some of our our sponsor reads. Big thanks once again to uh, the Basketball Podcast Network for making this possible right here. Big thanks to DraftKings as well. But, BJ, I'll let you go ahead and take it away for our halftime break, if you might. Well, thank you, Tyler. I mean, you know, we've been talking about March Madness. And if you're ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from the big tournament, if you will, you can get all your fix from DraftKings Sportsbook. The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during rounds one and two of the tournament. Here's what you do. You go to the app, you opt in, you place a no-sweat bet this coming weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Obviously, We've been talking about all these matchups and, and pairings and, and whatnot here so far. If you've been listening, we've still got half the bracket to go, and you're going to want to go to DraftKings and use the, the link in the description. Go to DraftKings.com and use code TBPN. So, again, I'll tell you now, this is what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now on your phone and sign up with promo code TBPN. New customers can bet $5.00 and get $200 in bonus bets back instantly, win or lose. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Tyler, we're going to switch gears. We're going to go to the right side of the screen. We're going to talk the Midwest region going to be played in through Kansas City 
uh, here starting next week. All right, my man. We'll 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 take it away right here. The uh, the Midwest region coming in with the number one team. I gave a little bit of a spoiler on who I think is going to run the table. The Houston <laughs> Cougars. The Houston Cougars, who really were the number one team for most of uh, most of the regular season, and probably uh, I don't want to say for sure, but probably would have gotten that number one overall spot had they won today. But they fell to uh, the Memphis Tigers, and that number one spot now goes to Alabama. But uh, number one, Houston uh, is the uh, comes out of the Midwest region at the top spot. They'll be taking on number sixteen, the sixteenth seeded uh, Northern Kentucky. Um, a pretty good Northern Kentucky, one of the better 16 seeds in years past um, out of the Horizon League right there. But, man, mm-hmm. I just – there's not too much to say about this matchup. No, the, it's it's good that the Norse finally get to the NCAA tournament, but that's that's about it. The, they win the Horizon. Horizon's not really as good of a league this year. I don't think that this is going to be anywhere close to what we saw in 2018. Kelvin, Kelvin Sampson, heck of a coach. I will note that one thing that – Houston will have to worry about just a little bit on the, on the injury report. He's a game time decision is their leading scorer uh, for the Cougars. Marcus Sasser uh, averages a little bit over 17 a game. That's something the Cougars will have to uh, uh, keep an eye on. They won't have I, to play. I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they, they sit him, they can still. Yeah, they can afford to rest him. Yeah. All right. Number two seed in the Midwest region, a team that we're very familiar with, another Big 12 team, the Texas Longhorns. They will be taking on the 15th-seeded Colgate right there um, out of the Patriot League. Uh, not uh, the toothpaste. Yeah, not the, no, not toothpaste. You're not, you're, not a, uh, you're not brushing your teeth with Colgate. Not this Colgate, at least. But uh, no. um, uh, Texas able to win the Big 12 tournament. Um as much as it pains me to say this, I know Drew back there, another uh, another guy. That's kind of his his one two punch. Duke and Texas right there. Um, how about Rodney Terry and company? I think uh, he's done a great job in the absence of the uh, of you know the whole Chris Beard debacle that went down early in the yeah. season. Um, this is a really good Texas squad led by Marcus Carr, who I think the world of. I think Marcus Carr, a, a you know, fantastic athlete. He's a great player. The dude, the dude I think his game. Uh, translates to NBA basketball. I think we'll be saying, seeing, I know, and I know Marcus Smart. He's not your traditional um, uh, uh, one and done kind of guy. He's been he's been in college for quite some time. Um, yeah, but I think I think he's one of the, he's one of the most difficult guards to 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 handle. And uh, I'd see Texas. This is a good Colgate team though. Only team that only lost lost one uh, one one game in conference play. Um, and if you will say this, the last time Texas won the conference championship, I believe it was the year they lost to. Uh, was that the Abilene Christian, Christian year? Yep, 2021. Nope. Yeah. If you're a superstition I, person right there. Yeah. No, this this is this is not the same Texas squad. Rodney Terry's done a great job riding the ship. Texas should not have anything to worry about this year. And boy, oh boy, could we see something really cool in the second round? Will we see it? I don't know. Oh, we'll, we'll I get just there. I realized it. There. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll get we'll tease there. That. We'll get we'll there. Tease it. Yeah. Yeah. How about this though? I, I do want to ask you this. Uh, okay. I do want to ask you this, BJ. What does because there's been lots of rumors, especially with my squad that with Texas Tech and and possibly stealing slash hiring Rodney Terry. Um, I, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What does what does Rodney Terry need to do to keep his job? Do you think Nothing. it's safe? You Nothing. Think it's safe? He's, he's done enough. He everything that he's done riding the yep. ship at Texas. He he has right. He's provided the stability they needed 
ever since all that went down. They, they have an insanely good record since he took over as head coach. And I mean, they're, they're a team that is positioned to, to possibly, possibly, I, I say possibly, they could, they could make a, a run to the Final Four if things break their way. I, I don't know if I, I buy that they're going to be able to win it all, but this is a team that has the talent to, to make a deep run as long as they can, they can survive. I don't, even if they lose somehow to, to Colgate, I, I think Terry's their guy. I think, you know, they're going to look around mm. and, and see some, some national candidates, but I, I would be hard pressed to, to find anybody else for the job. I think he should get it. I think she, he should keep it. I think this is my opinion. My personal opinion might be the weakest region outside of, um, outside of obviously Houston. I think, I think this is, this is the most likely scenario where you get a one, two in the regional championship right here, but I think you're right. We'll go through the rest of this, uh, uh, region before we spoil too much. The third ranked team out of the Midwest region is Xavier. They'll be taking on the 14th seeded Kennesaw state right there. So um, good on the owls for making the turning. Yeah. Good for them. Ken- they're a good team. I'll tell you what, man, that's a, another team right there. Uh, Xavier, a solid squad out of the big East. Um, pretty good strength of schedule in my opinion. I think Xavier is a good team. Um, but yeah, out of the a sun Kennesaw state coming in, they're 26 and eight. Um, I think this is probably a – I think Sean Miller uh, will, will take care of company there for, for Xavier. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I don't think they're in danger. This one, I think out of the out of the ones we've talked about so far and, and looking around at, at some of the other matchups, I, I, I think this one might be the, the closest of any 14 coming to beating a three, but even then I'm not necessarily ex- expecting it. I think Xavier will have far more on their hands come the second round. We'll tease that as well. The number four team, if you want to go and throw it up right now, is um, the uh, Indiana Hoosiers out of the Midwest region as they will take on uh, the 13th-seeded Kent State right here. So, Champions of the MAC. This is a man. This is a scratcher right here. If you're wanting to, if you're wanting to venture out, if you're a betting person to go money line. Uh, this could probably win you some money right here. I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to sway you one way or another. Um, I, I really think Indiana played a. They played a really good schedule this year. A tough schedule. Um, Indiana didn't didn't win a whole lot of games. Twenty two and eleven. Uh, wasn't, wasn't a sexy uh, finish in, in uh, Big Ten play. Going twelve and eight. But um, you know, this is another solid Indiana squad um, that that we've seen from the Hoosiers. This is an Indiana squad that had eight conference losses, none of which came to Purdue. And that is why I think out of all the 413 matchups, I think Indiana is probably the best to four seed to back. I, I think Indiana is a really good team. They've got really good young talent. You know, Trace Jackson Davis, I should say, and um, Isaiah Huchifino are a really good tandem to have. And I, mm-hmm. I really expect that this Indiana team will be able to to, to make a good run. I, I think that, you know, I know we, we, we talked about it already, but if this Indiana team matches up with Houston in the sweet 16, it could, it could be a very grueling kind of game that Houston would have to go through in order to move on. All right. And um, we'll go on now to the, the number five team. This is a, this is a good matchup right here. I really like, I kind of like both of these teams right here. Um, you've got the uh, out of the, once again, we're in the Midwest region out of the Midwest, the number fifth seeded at Miami Hurricanes. They'll be taking on out of the ACC. They'll be taking on the 12th seeded uh, Drake Bulldogs right here. Um, 
this is Miami. Miami was, I think, ex, uh, went above and beyond, exceeded our expectations this year out of the ACC. Um, I don't think they they weren't they weren't necessarily supposed to be very good. Like I said, the ACC won the best of conferences, but I think they ex, they exceeded their expectations for this year. Had a great run last year in the NCAA tournament, as they you know I think they were a ten seed, made it all the way to the yeah. eight right there. So yeah, we'll see if they can uh, they can keep it rolling right here. You know, coach, uh, you know, Jim Laranaga is he's a, he's a pretty good coach there in Miami. So, but Drake's Absolutely. a good team too. Yeah, I, I was about to say the Valley is prime upset potential where mm-hmm. where whoever emerges is always a a threat to pull off a first round upset. And I really do like this Drake Bulldog team. I feel like this is probably, like I said earlier, when we were talking about five twelve matchups, you know, I, I really like this one. I think this is the one that I'm most, you know, like I think this is the highest likelihood of being a five twelve upset. Uh, when you look around at the other three, I, I really like this Drake team. And I think that this Drake team could give Indiana fits in the uh, round of 32. Drake's, Drake is really good, man. They they're 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 one of the best. Uh, they're not just one of the best shooting teams in the Missouri Valley, right there. They're one of the best mm-hmm. shooting teams in the nation. It's a it's a really good squad. They've got. Uh, t- I think you said this a moment ago. They've got Tucker Devries that can straight out score the ball. He, he's he's right under twenty points a game. But you've got Isaiah Wong, who I love. There, Miami. I think uh, it, it'll be fun to see those two go at. It. I think this is one of the this is one of the best. 512 matchups that we've gotten in a long time. And we've got some pretty good ones right here. Um, we'll move on to the 611 matchup right here in the Midwest region. You've got the Iowa State Cyclones. They'll have to wait and see the winner of Mississippi State or Pitt right here. But my opinion, this is one of those teams that just uh, this is one of those Iowa State teams that just got that just fell victim to the the gauntlet the big 12 is right here 19 and 9 or excuse me 19 and 13 9 and 9 in, in big 12 play but they played the 10th best uh strength of schedule in all of division one right here my opinion bj i think this is an easy one i think iowa state will handle either one of these teams yeah i've got mississippi state beating Pitt. i didn't think Pitt should have been in i think oklahoma state I agree, or yeah. uh rutgers should have been in as opposed to Pitt. i could also make the exception we'll talk about the other uh team that i think could have you know, just as easily been left out uh, instead of, of the teams that got in. Um, but I, I think I've got Mississippi State pulling off the win in the first four, but I don't have them advancing past Iowa State. I think this is an Iowa State team very capable of making it to the second weekend. It would not surprise uh, me in the slightest. Yeah, I think down the stretch we could see a Big 12 Sweet 16 with Texas and Iowa State very easily. Um, Iowa State, the best defensive team we were talking about, West Virginia moment ago. Iowa State this year was the best defensive team in the Big 12, and that says a lot because that's a that's a good uh, – the Big 12 had a lot of offense this year. Iowa State um, swept three matchups against Baylor this year, Tyler. Iowa State won all yeah, Iowa State matchups. has Baylor's number for some reason. They really do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Iowa State, they're, they're, they're a fun team. They really are. Um, we'll move on to the 7-10 matchup. Uh, Texas A&M, who really kind of – they were – they were a little strange this year. Really started the, the season really well, uh, plateaued a little bit, and then had a strong finish to the season. The Aggies, uh, twenty-five and nine this year, fifteen and three in the SEC. I actually thought they were going to beat Bama today. To be honest with you, they they beat Bama in College Station uh, a few days ago. To, yeah, just to, last week, right? Yeah, last in week. The to finish, season. Yeah, to finish the regular season right there, and then uh, I actually thought I, I really thought. It, um, 
I think Buzz Williams is a really good coach. I thought oh, they absolutely, were, yeah. And they really I think they just got worn out. You know, when you play this many games in so many days, you're gonna you're gonna have games like this. They got worn out and and, and Bama wore them out today and, and beat them pretty handily. But um you've got you did have Penn State. Glad they snuck their way in. I think they deserved um a, an at large bid and and they they sneaked their way in as the number as a the tenth seed right there out of the uh, Big Ten, able to make it. I think getting to the Big Ten championship got them in. And um, but I think this is a pretty. Oh, I, I think they were in long before they got to the Big Ten championship, Tyler. If I'm being honest, I, okay. I think they were they were on the. I, I think they were right there just at the end of the regular season, the, the way that they finished it, and then when they beat Illinois, and then they beat Indiana, and then they beat uh, or Illinois, and then they beat Northwestern, and then they beat Indiana, mm-hmm. and then they you know hung around with Purdue and nearly won the whole darn thing. I mean, this this is a good Indiana team. I. I made the mistake last year where I put too much stock in how the run through the Big Ten tournament was going to lead to success. But I like this Penn State team. I think that, you know, this is this is one of those seedings for Texas A&M that a lot of people are going to question. And I think when you look at their non-conference schedule, I think that's kind of what held them down and prevented them from being a higher seed ultimately at the end of the day is because they just did not have a lot of good marquee non-conference games mm-hmm. to help boost their resume. I think they're yeah. a good team, and I think we could we could very much be in for you know Texas A&M, Texas in the second round. But I wouldn't be so surprised if Penn State wins this game. I think they're a good team. I, I think right now I'm leaning Lions over Aggies in this one. Okay. All right. Um, last matchup here in the Midwest region. If you throw it up one more time, there we go. Mm-hmm. You have got the, uh, the eight seated Iowa Hawkeyes will be taking on the number nine seated Auburn Tigers right here. And this might be one of the least interesting matchups that I will be paying attention to. Um, <laughs> I wish both teams could lose. Actually, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I mean, I don't have a thing against either one of them, but just not really a sexy matchup right here, but, you got to give hats off to Auburn and Bruce Pearl. Um, they're going to – Auburn. Auburn's had a lot of success in years past, a little bit of a down year for for them, uh, 20 and 12, kind of middle-of-the-pack SEC team. Um, but the thing that you do have to recognize, um, I think a lot of this – a lot of the reason Auburn got um, – I, I think they were going to get in. They won enough games. But I think the reason uh, uh, Auburn uh, was, was given – I think they didn't have anything to worry about was because of their strength of schedule. They won 20 games, um, the eighth uh, hardest strength of schedule in all of Division One right here. Yeah. Um, Bruce Pearl, one of those, he's one of those guys that comes March. Um, you know this, the, you know as 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 I'm not big on either one of these teams right here, um, but I mean this is a team right here that could that could essentially give Houston some fits in round two. Uh, if Auburn's able to beat Iowa right here, but I, 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 as much basketball insight as the two of us had, I, I don't, I don't really know too much about this game. I'll say this: I, I, I don't think Iowa's a great team. Um, I don't know enough about Auburn this year, just because um, you know they were, you know, lost eight games in conference, lost twelve games for the regular season. But you also got to give a, a tip of the cap to how hard of a schedule they did play. Yeah, this is a kind of you know not one of those sexy games, like you said. Uh, I, when I, when I look at this Iowa team, I know I, I'm not going to be burned by Iowa for the second year in a row, but I think they're going to be able to win this game ultimately at the end of the day, because when you're talking about the Auburn team that has laid eggs in March the past couple of years, when they've been 
you know, better, like more expectations for them and they just haven't proven themselves. This is not the most talented Auburn team that we've seen. And I, I think that they're going to have troubles, you know, figuring out how to stop, you know, Keegan Murray and, and some of these Iowa guys that are on the team. I think Iowa is going to be interesting against Houston, but I, I really don't feel like either one of these teams is really going to challenge the Cougars that much in, in the, the second round. Yeah, I think if I, I think if Auburn is going to do any kind of damage, it's going to be on the defensive end, a team that uh, does do mm-hmm. a good job defending the three-point line. They hold teams under 30%. Um, and just for and shooting around forty percent from the field, that's something that they do have going for them. But uh, yeah, this is this is just a matchup. If you're a betting person, I'd stay away from because we just don't know which way to yeah. lean you. Um, yeah. So you're 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 taking Houston out of the region. I like that. Who, yeah, who you got I, Houston says the one two. I, I I don't see any. Yeah, you know I I I think Iowa State and and Texas will meet, but I think Texas at the end of the day is the better team. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think Houston will meet up with them in the Elite Eight, and I think Houston is just really good, man. I really do. Kelvin yeah, Sampson, I, I, outside, Kelvin Sampson is going to be prepared for whatever whatever Texas throws at them. I think if Houston can survive Indiana, I think that they'll they'll be all right. I, I think Texas matchups really well, and Texas can win against Houston. I really don't know who who I'm going to pick out of this this region yet. I haven't even filled out a bracket yet. I've just kind of been like basing my thoughts and kind of letting them digest. But I, I, I think it's, it's, it's entirely possible that we see a Texas team back in the final four yet again. Uh, you know, Houston got there last year uh, or, or a couple of years ago, actually. Uh, or did they, no, they that was last year. Last yeah. They made it last year. I, I thought they, I know Baylor and Houston played in 2021. Did Houston make it back last year? Or did they lose to Villanova? They were in, in the, the – I know they played in San Antonio. That's something I would have to look at again. I, 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 I'm i trying to remember, but I, I – They think made it to the Final Four with Kyler Edwards and, and company, I believe. That so. was that was 21, I think. Was that 21? Uh, okay, maybe it was. I think okay. it was because they lost to Baylor who beat Gonzaga. Okay. I, I thought they got close last year, and I think they lost to Villanova in the Elite Eight, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But either way, I, I trust mean, three, 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 three times out of the past four tournaments looking at a – you know, a Texas team in the final four, potentially. Yeah. That'd be cool. But all right, man. So we will go ahead and move on to the uh, uh, West region. Once again, yeah. thank you to the uh, basketball podcast network for making this possible presented by DraftKings. Um, episode one of the low down college basketball edition. And we're almost, we're almost home. We appreciate you guys sticking it out with us. We're over uh, pushing about an hour 10 right here. And um uh, so it's blown got, by. We're blown by. We've got one more region left, and I can't ready. I can't wait to uh, to uh, to fill this bad boy out right here. All right, yeah. I feel like a easy one right here. We've got the number one seeded team out of uh, out of the West region. Once again, that West region is going to be taking place in Vegas. How about that, man? If you're a betting, Vegas baby, if you're a, if you're a betting person, you want to see it in in person. Head on out to Vegas right there. So, yeah. Um, You've got the Kansas Jayhawks ho hum, the defending uh, national champions right here, twenty-seven and seven. Um, Bill Self's got them back in there. You've got the Big Twelve Player of the Year in Jalen Wilson. Um, you've Brady got Brady Dick. Dick shooter, Brady yeah. Dick. They're gonna. This is a. This is gonna be. You've got Kevin McCullough. You've got KJ Adams. You've got a lot of these guys. Uh, you've got some experience there from Bill Self and, and Kevin McCullough right there. Come March, so I think that's big for him. But uh, uh, you've got Howard uh, out of the. Uh, uh, coming in at 22 and 12, 11 and three. Um, 
feel like this is an easy one, man. A, a good year for Howard, but they're they're overmatched. Yeah, this is uh, you know Kansas. Um, the the four this this might be the best four. I don't know. I'm I'm not as huge on Purdue as as they are. They won a lot of games, but I think I think Kansas, Houston, and Alabama are three legit one seeds. That that one of the one some of the best. This is this might be what some of the best one seeds we've seen in years past. Um, I, I think there's a very realistic possibility, Tyler, that if Purdue had had fallen to an upset sometime mm -hmm. in the Big Ten tournament, even if it was today, they would have flipped UCLA and uh, you know Purdue potentially. But I, I I think that kind of went out the out the wayside when when Arizona won last night. Yeah. So maybe maybe not. I don't know. Speaking of that uh, UCLA team, they come in at the. Uh, out of the West region as the number two seed. They will be taking on the 15th seeded uh, squad out of UNC Asheville right here. Um, a good UN that, there's your Big South. Yeah, Big South right there. A really good 15 seed, but, man, they're they're just running into um, a really good UCLA squad. Um, they're running know, into a buzz. Led by, led by Jaime Jaquez, and, and, and you've got uh, Tiger Campbell running the point there. It's a really good UCLA team. I think Mick Cronin yeah. – is is got got one of the best uh, lineup start one of the best starting lineups. I don't think UCLA is necessarily that deep, but this is a really good uh, starting lineup that UCLA is going to be running out there. Absolutely, this is you know this this could be very interesting. You look forward to some potential matchups, and and obviously we'll talk about it. But you could have you know kind of a throwback to the early aughts or the mid aughts with uh, Adam Morrison squads going up against. UCLA and in, in regional semis and regional finals of the past here, potentially. All right. So we'll move on ahead to the, uh, out of the West region, the number three seeded uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs will be taking on uh, Grand Canyon right here. A pretty solid Grand Canyon squad out of the WAC, the Western athletic conference right there. And yeah. Gonzaga, uh, maybe one of Mark Few's down years for Gonzaga, if you can say they still won 28 I mean, games. Yeah, but this is go this ahead. Is, this is not Gonzaga of old, but they're still, no. you know, they're still a force to be reckoned with. It's 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 going to be very interesting. Grand Canyon kind of came out of nowhere. They took out Sam Houston, who a lot of mm -hmm. people expected to take at the the WAC championship, and then when um, when Southern Utah went down or when Southern Utah beat U Utah State. Uh, or not Utah State. Uh, I can't remember. It was whoever <laughs> Utah Valley, I think, is who it was. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was just crazy. It was. It was whack in the whack, if you will. It was. Uh, but but man, I I like this Grand Canyon squad. I don't like them to pull off the upset necessarily, but I think they can absolutely be hang around and keep this game competitive and, and give Gonzaga every little bit of trouble. You know, to, to get out of the first round. I will say I think Gonzaga is playing well at the right now, uh, playing well at the right time. Uh, you've got Drew Timmy coming. He decided to come back, um, averaging twenty-one a game. And I think Gonzaga, man, they beat down on St. Mary's the other night. I actually thought I thought that would be a really good game. St. Mary's uh, was the number one seed, you know, the regular season champion there in yeah. the in the West Coast Conference, right there. First time actually, in, they they, uh, they tied and and it came down to the. The net yeah. ranking is what gave yeah. St. Mary's the one seed. But yeah, uh, uh, I, I was I was very I was very surprised how much Gonzaga beat down on on a good St. Mary's squad there uh, there in Vegas for the for the WCC championship. But I think Gonzaga's playing really good at the right time. Um, yeah, I, I don't like this matchup for Grand Canyon right off the bat. 
Um, moving on, the fourth-ranked team out of the West region, the Yukon Huskies. They're going to be matching up with Rick Patino in the 13th-seeded squad out of Iona right there. What are your thoughts here, BJ? This is a Yukon team. Uh, these are two squads right here. I don't know typically a lot about UConn up and down a little bit this year. Iona won a lot of games, but they, you know, they come out of a out of a smaller conference. But man, you got you got Rick Patino there. You never know what what Patino's going to throw at you. Patino's been there before. In fact, uh, what he he posted something on Twitter earlier today. He made his first NCAA tournament appearance forty years ago as a coach. Tyler, that's just remarkable how long of a career he's had. And obviously, he's bounced around from. You know, a couple different schools. The the Alice at, at Louisville yeah. is, is a topic for another day. But you know, I I, I like this Iona team. I I I don't mean to sound yeah. like I, I I don't mean to sound like I hate the Big East or anything like that because I don't. I I'm, I'm fully bought in on on you know on teams like UConn or sorry on Xavier and Marquette. I just mm-hmm. you know the Creighton and I think I picked Creighton earlier when we were talking about them. But the Big East, it really you know feels like this is the the prime upset of a 4-13. I really like the Siona team. I know they've never won an NCAA tournament game, but that can change. That can yep. change, Tyler. All right, man. So we'll, we'll move on to the fifth team out of the West Region team. We were just talking about a moment ago. Uh, we're talking about I can't St. believe they Ma- both got in the, the West Region. Yep. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got St. Mary's. Who was the runner-up there? Lost to Gonzaga in the uh, WCC championship, and then you've got a. Uh, how about this? This is going to be a fun matchup right here. You've got the 12th team out of the West Region. You've got Virginia Commonwealth VCU, a team that likes to make their presence known in the month of March. Right here, this is going to be mm-hmm. a fun matchup right here. Absolutely, I think so. I think this is a bad matchup for VCU, though. I, I, I've talked about some of the other 512s and. I, I, I really like the St. Mary's team. I know they're kind of you know, had a little bit of struggle to, to you know, cl- conclude the season, but I, I think that they're, I think they're a really good contender to to make it to the second weekend. I, I think that they've got a pretty favorable draw if, if they can uh, if they can survive this first round tilt with with Virginia Commonwealth. I, I really feel like Virginia Commonwealth, they they made the shots when it mattered most, but I think Dayton was 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 better throughout most of that game earlier they today. Were. Yeah. So, and, and obviously, you know, obviously the better team does not always win, but I, I think St. Mary's is, is, is all right here in this game. I think this might be another one where you might think about pulling the upset, but I don't know if I would. Yeah. VCU had to come back out on Dayton today. They're the only team out of the A10, right, uh, to make mm-hmm. the tournament, and they come in as a 12. I agree. That's kind of a, you know, if you ask me come March, I'm usually picking VCU to upset a team, but. It, it'd yeah. be hard. It's gonna be hard for me to pull the trigger against this really good St. Mary's team. Um, I think it's a poor matchup. It, it's unfortunate that who VCU is having to draw in a five twelve matchup. They're having to draw a St. Mary's team. You look at any yeah. of the other fives. There's a good chance they they pull an upset. But yeah, I don't I don't like it against uh, I don't like it against St. Mary's. I think if if they might might gotten a more favorable matchup, they they might have been able to win. But but I agree. I think I think that's gonna be a tough one. Against. Isn't it interesting? Both San Diego State and and St. Mary's, who are used to being the twelve seeds and pulling the upset yeah. on the fives, are now the fives having to worry about upsets being pulled by the twelves this year. All right, I'm going to step aside and let you preview this next one because I know your heart is very dear to this one. Well, this is the six seed six seeded TCU Horn Frogs from the Big Twelve, who I, again, you know, we talk about a lot of controversy, not controversies, but 
you know, maybe some grumblings and gripes with the committee and where they rank some of these teams. Big 12 seemed to get, you know, a little bit underseated with some of their, their top teams when, you know, the TCUs and the Iowa States of the world could have easily been fours and fives compared to a team like Virginia or Miami in a, you know, a weaker ACC this year. They're going to go up against the winner of the first four matchup between Nevada and Arizona State. So here, here's where I look at. This is a good TCU team that is going to attack the basket. They're going to go fast. They're going to play aggressive on-ball defense. Eddie Lampkin's away from the team, probably going to transfer out. There's a lot of he said, he said kind of things going on there that is not for this time or place. I don't know how much I buy into that con considering you know some of the things that have come out um, that uh, about uh, you know from former players of Dixon and everything like that that uh, have seemed to kind of, you know, go against that narrative that Lampkin's squad or Lampkin's uh, team is putting out there. But at any rate, I, I really feel like, you know, Arizona State's the better of those two teams between Arizona State and Pitt. I really felt like Pitt should not have been in this tournament compared to a Rutgers or an Oklahoma State. Um, and I don't think that Arizona State is, is going to lose that game. You're talking, Tyler, about Arizona State TCU potentially – the first team to 90 could win this game. Both teams are yeah. going to go fast. Both teams are going to be playing aggressive and, and going into the paint a lot. It's going to be, I, I would expect both teams could be in the double bonus, you know, closer to the 10 minute mark than the, than the two minute mark. Um, I, I, I really don't know what to make of this matchup. I think TCU can win. Uh, I know TCU can win if Pittsburgh somehow pulls the, the, the game off because I just don't buy them. I think they're a fraudulent tournament team. But um, you know, I, I, I no, no, hold, hold on, just say they're there. It's Arizona State and Nevada. Oh, that's right. Pitt is in the State. game against Mississippi uh, State. Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. Either way, I, uh, you know, Arizona State or Nevada. Yeah. I, uh, I think TCU's all right. If Nevada wins, I, I'm a little bit more concerned if Arizona State wins because Arizona State has absolutely the, the talent that they can, you know, they can go quick, just as quick, and and everything like that. It really comes down to who makes more shots from behind the arc. And Arizona State can. TCU doesn't like to do that. They don't like to, you know, spot up from downtown. Uh, they they took, you know, they're one of the teams that ranks down in the bottom of Division One in terms of three pointers attempted this season. So I, I think this is I think this is a matchup that TCU can win. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, I know it'll depend on the first four result, but I, I would look elsewhere for six eleven upset. I know there might be a little bit of bias here, but. TCU could easily be a better team seated than than six. They they've got the talent that if they get you know if they're playing hot at the right time they can go elite eight final four out of this region. I think. Yeah, I I agree. I think TCU got a little bit of a a, a bummer draw right off the bat. I, yeah. I agree. I think I think when, it'll probably when be... Miles went down with the injury that that seemed to kind of yeah you know, take where they could have been and and lower it down a bit. I think I think I do think Arizona State will win that that game against Nevada. And then mm -hmm. uh, go on to face TCU. I think I do think it's a little unfortunate who TCU is going to have to play right off the bat. I think TCU will win. Um, I agree. I think TCU is a really good team. Mike Miles is is a heck of a player. They like to push Absolutely. it and go. It's unfortunate yeah. that yeah, the the stuff that's going on with Jamie Dixon and and, and Eddie Lampkin right now. I think mm -hmm. I think Jamie Dixon is a really good coach. He's a team that he likes to play to his players' skills. Mike Miles yeah. can get out and run. You know, Miller's a good player. Chuck O'Bannon's there. Talking Absolutely. about you talk about a, maybe someone that yeah, not necessarily a, a great three point shooting team, but if you've got one guy. Uh, that can shoot it for them. It's it's Chuck O'Bannon. So da Damian Baugh has also stepped up. Damian Baugh played really well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So I've been impressed. It, it's going to, I think it's going to come down to three point shooting and free throw shooting. TCU struggled with free throws. They've gotten a little bit better here in the past couple of weeks. We'll see if that is something that they can, uh, you know, get, get ironed out and, and have right for their game late Friday night in uh, Albany is where that game's going to be. Oh, got to go all the way up there. Yeah. Man. Or no, wait, no, sorry. Denver, Denver, Okay. the, the late game Friday night in Denver. So that's that's not bad. Not bad. All right. So the uh, we move on to the seven ten matchup out of the West region. The number seventeen. Uh, we've got Northwestern out of the Big Ten. We'll be taking on uh, the tenth seeded Boise State Broncos right there. And the smells upset. The smells it does. upset. It does. It it's a does. good Boise State team, man. Boise State's a good team. I mean, we're talking. I think. Honestly, I would rather Utah State have gotten this matchup than the one that they did. Northwestern, I, I know that there's a lot of, you know, Big Ten love this year. There was, what, nine teams, I feel like, that were taken from, from the Big Ten, and, yeah. and neither one of them were Wisconsin or Michigan, who were also kind of right there teams, just outside yeah. the bubble. Um, but I, I, I think that this is kind of setting up for, you know, a lot of disappointment for some Big Ten fans where, you know, quite a few of them are going to go home in that first weekend. And this Northwestern team feels like they're going to go home uh, against Boise. I, I, I think I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. Boise State comes out of a really good, like I was saying earlier, a really good mm -hmm. Mountain West conference and, you know, yeah. able 13 and five. Um, they were they were the team that kind of, you didn't know that. I feel like they were the team that kind of switched places with New Mexico. Um you were talking about New Mexico earlier. New Mexico kind of faltered once Big Twelve, Big Twelve, once Mountain West. Uh, Maybe one there. day, the way conference realignment's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but once once the conference, once the Mountain West conference got going, Boise State really took off and had a really good, uh, really good season. I, I agree there, man. I I, I think Boise State's going to take that one. Um, we'll move on to the last one here of the evening, guys. Once again, we. Appreciate. We love you guys. We thank you all for joining here on episode one. Um, as we concluded here tonight, you've got the eight nine matchup. This should be an interesting one right here. You out of the West region, you've got the eight seated Arkansas Razorbacks will be taking on the ninth seated uh, Illinois Illini right there. Um, mm. This is an interesting matchup right here because you've got two teams that kind of underperformed a little bit this year. You had a, uh, a Arkansas team under under Eric Musselman. He has kind of rejuvenated that Arkansas squad these last few years. One of the most, <laughs> one of the most interesting characters in all of basketball. Um, great coach there up in Fayetteville, an Arkansas team that kind of limped their way in. Um, like another, like we've mentioned a few times, a, a team that had a really good strength of schedule, twenty and thirteen, under five hundred in SEC play, uh, might not always get you in, but when you have when you play the third best strength of schedule. Um, yeah. that, that's going to give you a lot of a lot of street cred right there. Then you've got an Illinois team under uh, Brad Underwood, who uh, you know anybody knows college basketball here in Texas knows he took a lot of those Stephen F. Austin teams, yep. a lot of runs um, up there at Illinois. A team, an Illinois team that was rolled out of the starting five that you were like, wait, these guys were all playing for other teams last year. You got uh, T.J. Shannon who was on my squad at Texas Tech. You had mm -hmm. Mayer who, gosh, nearly overdosed on energy drinks last week or whatever did you see that oh, gosh no Matthew i didn't Mayer. uh yeah you didn't see that i don't think i did no Dude, the guy the guy got food poisoning or whatever from <sighs> after a win last week or a couple weeks ago went and celebrated uh by playing call of duty all night he drank <laughs> drank five 
he drank i think he drank he drank five or six monsters and oh no food poisoning this oh man no uh, i didn't see any about that, that no. that's probably why they're underperforming this year but <laughs> you've got a you've got two i feel like you've got two good teams you've got two teams right here that if they play to the best of their ability you've got couple teams right here. This is interesting because you've got two teams that disappointed a little bit this year, but you've also got two teams right here that if they play the way that they are capable of playing, you've got some teams right here that can go make a run in March. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, in my opinion, I, I, I don't know. I just, I've been more disappointed by Illinois this year than Arkansas. I think Arkansas, they, they definitely did have disappointment and I think they've got a little bit more talent ultimately at the end of the day. Than, uh, than Illinois does. I'm, I'm, I really, this is kind of like what we were talking about with, with the, um, the eight, nine matchup back up in the, the, uh, the Midwest region. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this kind of like Iowa and Auburn, you got big 10 sec and it really just really is just going to be a coin flip in my book. I, I think I've got Arkansas slightly edge and, you know, that could be interesting because Kansas and Arkansas in basketball, just after we saw them in the Liberty bowl and football, back in December, it's going to be, you know, I think it'd be interesting, but um, you know, both those teams when they're playing at their best have the talent and they can hang around with a Kansas squad and certainly make it more difficult, but probably not, you know, pulling off that upset in the the second round. So going to be interesting. This is one I would stay away from as a better because absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you make a point right there. Arkansas might be favored a little bit, but you just don't ever know um about that one right there but man we blew through that one uh golly man we blew through that right here and of course anybody out there you know we're two uh college basketball fanatics right here been fortunate enough to uh you know be able to announce division one basketball i know bj's gotten to call some high level games and then we've got uh drew back at master control running things for us who's who's gotten to be on the, a lot of NBA and, and WNBA and college basketball beat reports. So you've got a lot of knowledge here from us. Um, take what you want with it. We've got um, former coach of mine in high school, Neville Triplett, who unfortunately was not able to join us tonight. He's going to try and jump on with us um, yeah. throughout the month of March. So we're, and we're really excited. Um, big, big, uh, big, big uh, shout out again to the basketball podcast network for allowing us to jump on. Um, once again, that's presented by DraftKings. Thanks to them as well for making all of this possible as well. And then go, go ahead, BJ, jump in. I was just going to say before we go, uh, if you're familiar with it, we're, we've got a special edition of With It or Quit It that we're going to play here tonight. Uh, I, I assume you're familiar with it if you're a fan of the lowdown. Uh, but basically it's going to be five questions. And and uh, Drew has these. Uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he's popping in here. I'll, I'll let him do that uh no actually he is not so but i i have five questions from drew and uh, these are going to be uh you know the first one the third one and the fifth one are going to be for you the second and the fourth are supposed to be for me so it's it's gonna be five questions and we're going to have you know we're gonna have to say whether we're with it or we're gonna quit it so if you're ready tyler okay all right, all right. question number yeah. one Question number one from the panel, aka at Uncle Drew WNBA Drew Ivory. The, yeah, the this East... is for you to answer. Oh, this is for me to. Okay, okay. This is for you to answer, and, to answer. and then number two, you will ask. So, question number one indeed is the Eastern region will have the most upsets in the tournament. Are you with it? You're going to quit it. This is where Ooh. Purdue and Marquette and Kansas State 
you know, Tennessee, Duke, these teams, we're going to see the most upsets out of this region. That's a, that's a tough one, man, because I really like, you call it upsets, but I, I you could see a little, you could make a case for the West, but you know, looking over it briefly, you know, I know we've been going over it for the last hour and a half. I'd have to, I'd have to agree with that. I think, I think there's some de- definite teams there in the East that could, could make a run. I could see Purdue losing down the road. I could see, I could see Oral Roberts beating Duke right off the bat. Um, I could, I could definitely agree with that. I'm with it. So Tyler's with it for question number one. And, and then uh, it's going to be interesting because like you said, I think this is the only region that you didn't have a number one seed advancing the final four from. All right. This is uh, question number two. This one's for you, BJ, right here. Uh, two Texas teams will make the elite eight. You with it or against it? I'm, I'm definitely with it. I mean, I think when you're talking about, you know, the possibility of Houston and Texas squaring off head to head, we've talked about Baylor making a run out mm-hmm. in the South region. TCU, I think, is a, is a good enough team. You know, if, if Texas A&M somehow pulls off the upset over Texas, I think they could even make it to the elite eight, depending upon the matchups, if they're playing the right way, if they're playing at their, their best, like we've seen them being able to, I think we're, we're going to see two, at least two Texas teams in the Elite Eight this year. So I'm also with it. That's a good question. That is a good question. Question number three is for you, man. And this is from Drew. I think he's gotten a little bit of bias in here, but, you know, this is probably not the worst one. Uh, he says his Longhorns are going to go further than my Frogs. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? That's a tough one, man. Um, I think, gosh, you know, I'm looking at Texas. I think Texas has probably got a little bit of an easier path than TCU does, but I really think TCU is on that that bottom half of of the West region down there. Man, TCU is going to be TCU is kind of that team that I could see really. I could see, man, it's a tough one. I, I'll have to go with Texas eventually, but. But I think I think TCU's just I feel bad for TCU down there. I think they've got just a poor draw. You know, they might have to, they might have to go through Gonzaga. They might have to go through through UCLA right there. I think I think Texas has got a little bit of an easier path to at least get to the Elite Eight. Um, they they definitely do. I, I could man I, I could see it. I could see it being a push almost. I could almost see both of them making the Elite Eight. But if I had to if I had to put money on it, I think Texas would probably had got a better chance of making it further than the Horn Frogs. I am in agreement there. Honestly, I, I think we got a little bit of a raw deal. I think we match up well with uh, either Arizona State or Nevada, and I think we could pull off the upset over Gonzaga. That's oh, yeah, about as far as I have. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. So I, I think I think our run would come to an end against UCLA. But I think if, if if it's TCU and UCLA, I think that's the team. Whoever wins that game wins the region. It, it I might, think that's kind of my my bold look at the West. I think the the I think the better seeds in that region. Are are circling TCU or are scared? I think UCLA. I don't think any of those those higher seeds uh, want to play TCU. Yeah, and I if, mean, what, look at what what TCU, look at what TCU did Kansas. when they went into yeah in Lawrence at, at Allen Fieldhouse earlier mm-hmm. this year. So I, I know Kansas. You know they they got a, a tough well earned victory in in Fort Worth. That you know maybe there was a little bit of some bad officiating. If I'm Just you a know, little bit. If I, Maybe a little bit, but I, I think that this is a, a scary team at a six seed line. So, all right. So, my question now for you, man, will be at least one first four game. Uh, so, out of the first four matchups, we'll see it go to overtime. Uh, 
Well, his first see. four so, matchups before he answers, his first four matchups always seem to be close. Yeah, I'm looking at round. I really don't feel like I really don't feel like either of the eleven seeds are going to overtime. But I think you could absolutely see, you know, Corpus and Semo or Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson go to overtime. I think that is entirely possible. I'm going to say quit it just for to be a contrarian because I, I really I really like Mississippi State over Pitt, and I think I like Arizona State to wear down Nevada. The 16 seeds are just a complete toss-up in terms of know, yeah. what's going to happen. Um, in fact, I mean, you know, I, I saw somewhere that the, the Northeast Conference, the NEC, has never won – a conference game or an NCAA tournament game, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fairleigh Dixonson is playing a 15 and 20 Texas Southern squad. That, I mean, is that going to change on, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. It's going to be interesting. And last but not least, Tyler, number five, the national championship game will not see a one seed in it. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? So um, basically, I- Bama, Kansas, Houston, Purdue are, are not going to be playing for the national championship, according Man, to Man, you, you never know come March um, because, I mean, it, it's 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 just it's just so hard. I mean, it's just so hard to win in March. But like I was saying earlier, I really like three of the four one seeds in this. Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, thrilled on Purdue. I'm not I think they're deserving of a one seed, but I'm not. I'm not crazy about them. I really mm-hmm. think Kansas, Houston, and Bama are, are the real deal. So um, I, I think there's a really good chance. I'll say I'm with it. I think, or I guess I'm I technically against it. I think You're there's a good quitting, chance. Yeah. I think there's a good chance the national championship will see a one seed in it. That sounds good, man. That's that was fun. That was some good questions from our good man Drew, who we're hoping will be able to pop on here in the not too distant future. Playing Call of Duty with Matthew Mayer. <laughs> He's got, he got too many of those energy drinks. Don't, don't drink as many red or monsters as he does. Yeah. So no, I, I, I was going to say that they, that was, uh, there was something that somebody that had, uh, or like there were, no, it was Fortnite. It was, there was a, a the Red Sox a couple of years ago had like too many players that got hooked on Fortnite, even oh, though they gosh. won the World Series that year. Uh, it's like that, that could happen with, with anybody. So, but that's the boys? show, Tyler. I was going to say, how about this? We got the national championship here in our home state of Texas this year down in Houston. In so Houston, yeah. uh, we'll see We'll see how that pans out. Maybe we might have to make an appearance or something. But I, I think that would be a lot of fun, man. I, I know that the, the festivities are always fun. I had a friend that went when it was in San Antonio a couple of years back, and he said he had a blast. Obviously, 2014, there was the national championship that was held here in the, the DFW area. Mm-hmm. So. I've been fortunate. Yeah, I've gotten to go to the San Antonio one twice. It's a lot of fun, man. It's it's a great atmosphere. I know they they yeah. play it in football stadiums. So you might sit there and think, eh, if you're in the upper deck, um, it might not be that fun. But man, the, the atmosphere is something else. Like you said, a lot of it's the festivities leading up to the game. A lot of it's really fun, mm-hmm. man. It's it's a lot of fun. So anybody, uh, if your team's in it, if you can make it to the national championship down in Houston, I highly recommend. If you can't, um, try to if you can go to one of these first few rounds the sweet 16 elite eight uh, there's no there's there's not a better tournament you know out of any sport i feel like there's not a there's not a better tournament i'm not saying this is necessarily the best uh, entertainment or sport to watch but um the, it, there's there's not much that gets better than than march madness and breaking down the games and whatnot but 
Um, first four games start March 14th. They go on the 14th and the 15th. First round starts the 16th and the 17th of March. If you're going to get your brackets in, make sure to get in them, get them in before this Thursday. If you're doing any bracket challenge with your friends, mm-hmm. um, ESPN does it, CBS does it. What's the up? lowdown? We'll have a bracket challenge. Uh, we, we got got links on on Twitter. You can bo- jo- join for both the men's and the women's side of things. So be on the, the lookout, and, and there will be a prize awarded to the winner. I won the women's side a couple of years ago, but I am ineligible from winning the prize. Tyler, unfortunately, now that you are part of the Lowdown family, even if you compete, you will not be eligible for the uh, wonderful prize that would be uh, given to the winner. But you can still win and, and have the bragging rights and, and be yeah. able to. That's to all that matters. That. So, what, where, uh, where, and when will the uh, next episode of the Lowdown CBB take place? So, so let's go ahead and let the first round conclude, and then we will chat it up with you guys, conclude that. So we'll we'll uh, more than likely either meet up with you guys the night of the 17th or we'll try to get you guys early before the 18th. More than likely you'll see us uh, the night of the 17th. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see with you guys. Make sure to follow the lowdown on uh, – Click that follow button up at the top of the screen right there. If you're uh, not watching and you're just listening, it's at T-H-A underscore and then lowdown. So hit that follow button up there. Make sure to tune in to these guys. I know on their normal podcast, just the lowdown, they do it on Thursday nights. Uh, tune mm-hmm. in to them. But in the meantime, guys, it's the best It's the best month of the year. It is March Madness. Thank you for tuning in tonight with us. That's the Tyler. I'm the BJ.